Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Now, I am not reintroducing the idea of purgatory. But on the other hand, I do believe the baby was thrown out with the bathwater. With that came a belief. When you die, you're instantaneously and magically made perfect. The soul of someone who dies immediately goes into eternity. There is no place where you make up for your sins. There is no purgatory. In the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Phil Collins isn't the only one who feels something stirring in the air tonight. This is Wretched Radio without commentary. I've made my comments rather clear on this particular subject. If you would like to know how I understand church-state relations, please visit the Wretched YouTube machine and you will see a relatively pithy summary of how I put together a very complex and for us in the West, in the 21st century, a very new subject. The issue of church-state relations has not been the title of any conferences that I'm aware of until the last year or two. Why? We've never really had to deal with it. But now that we start to feel animosity from our government, we're asking the question, well, furthermore, When we hear our government and our president calling for the mutilation of eight-year-old children, whoa, how do we react to this? How do we deal with this? What is our relationship to the government? They don't want you to worship. They want you to worship with a mask. Suddenly, we're wrestling with issues that really have been wrestled with for, well, Two millennia, except for us in the West, because we didn't need to. If you'd like to know where I stand, the YouTube machine, uh, if you type in wretched and the word Caesar, it's a 37-minute presentation that offers my perspective. Why do I emphasize that pronoun? Well, I think pronouns are important, and because I do believe that because not many of us, I'll bet there are barely a handful of people who have genuinely dedicated time to church-state relations, maybe somebody who wrote a doctoral thesis (laughs) studied this subject, but not many of us have, which means I'm new to the party too. Now, I've held pretty much the same position for as long as I can remember, but that doesn't mean that I have dived deep into this. Nobody, we don't have the time. This, this This is a subject that is so new and so deep None of us have really plumbed the depths of it. Nevertheless, I'm going to withhold my commentary of what you're about to hear. I am simply sharing this with you because there's something brewing in the air tonight. And you better hold on. What's brewing is Christian nationalism, please. Note, as we have expressed before, there is a wide swath of definitions on what a Christian nationalist is, ranging from, I say, the Pledge of Allegiance, I like America. That's enough. You're a Christian. You're a Christian. You're a Christian nationalist. All, all the way over to more of a, of, of a Sean Foigt sort of, he's the Bethel worship leader guy who's touring around the country, he would be a Christian national. Stephen Wolf would be on the right side of Christian nationalism definitions. It is this. This is this is so set up for we evangelicals to do the voodoo that we do all too well, and that is fight with one another. Look, this is a tricky subject. 
I, I think I got it right. So why am I sharing with you the movie trailer for a brand new documentary from Rob Reiner on Christian nationalism, God and country? Because we need to know that the world does not discriminate. The world doesn't make a distinction between Protestant and Catholic. Whether you're Southern Baptist or Seventh-day Adventist, the world doesn't care. You're a Christian. Doesn't matter what, you're a Christian. So therefore, you are a Christian nationalist. And you simply need to know what is brewing out there so that you can be wise, so that you can perhaps study the subject yourself, so that you can know how to respond to the accusation when you tell somebody you're an evangelical, they go, ding, I saw the Rob Reiner documentary. You're a Christian nationalism, and that ain't good. Now, of course, Rob, would round up your standard cavalcade of liberal progressive evangelicals, uh, Phil Vischer from Veggie Tales, Russell Moore, and a bunch of faces I've never seen before, and they don't choose to label them on this particular trailer. And so you're really kind of getting one side, but you need to know that's that's being spoken. You need to know that this has enough people very concerned about evangelicals that Rob Reiner is making a documentary called God and Country. America and Christianity are like baseball and apple pie, and we celebrate them together. Phil Fisher. I was 16, 17 years old when I became a Christian. I'm an evangelical minister. I've been a Christian my whole life. I have nothing to be ashamed of because that's what most Americans are. Is Christian nationalism Christian? Um, no, it isn't. Of course, you knew that he would take this side. So somehow Rob Reiner was able to stomach getting together with some people who call themselves evangelicals to present a real screed against Christian nationalism. Now, I'm not commenting on the movie. I haven't seen the movie. But what I'm seeing is that there is momentum that is gaining steam, not against Christian nationalism, but against Christians, and Christian nationalism is being used for that purpose. We should be blazing forth as a countercultural example, and instead, we're leading the charge of malice and division. Christian nationalism uses Christianity as a means to an end, that end being some form of authoritarianism. Thanks, Russell Moore. Being a Christian is about the values of inclusion. Christian nationalism is certainly not based on the values of the gospel. God wants America to be saved. They're told over and over and over again that you're in danger. You need to fight if you don't want to lose your country. We are in a civil war between good and evil. This is not a movement about Christian values. This is about Christian power. What happens to the people who don't believe this stuff? We are on the precipice. God is on our side. We're taking our nation back. The thing that keeps me up at night is that we lose democracy. Does that seem possible? Yes. Losing democracy because of us. Christianity at its best is committed to love and truth and justice. If we do this right, what a country we will be. Rob Reiner, Christian nationalism is the hammer that, in my opinion, is going to be used uh, to do some damage 
to the Christian community. How that manifests itself, time will reveal that. But that was clearly painting all evangelicals, at least those who aren't of a particular liberal stripe. They're all Christian nationalists, and it's going to ruin democracy. I love that. I just love that. Therefore, we can't let these people express their opinions because that would compromise freedom of speech and democracy, which is the very opposite. They just red pill us to pieces. You say, wait a second, I'm not persuaded. That's just one example that Christian nationalism, or I should say anti-Christian nationalism, anti-evangelicalism, is on the march. Let me take you to the Bill Maher program a few nights ago. James Carville, the what he calls himself, independent political commentator, had to say about you. Mike Johnson, he's from your home state of Louisiana, oh. the Speaker of the House. I read today he wrote a foreword in a book right. that describes to conspiracy theories and homophobic insults. I thought, Mike, Mike Johnson wrote the foreword to the Bible? Hi-oh, uh, that's a good one, Bill. Do you think Mike Johnson can hold his party together now that he has taken the mantle? First of all, I don't think he can hold his party together. Second of all, you're exactly right. Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. Really? When I, 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 I promise you, I know these people. Well, you're talking about Christian nationalism. That's absolutely. This is a, a bigger <clears throat> threat than Al-Qaeda. Well, then. <laughs> That's quite a comparison. It's not the only one to make it. A week before these comments, former CIA Director General Michael Hayden tweeted side-by-side -side images of an unidentified woman holding an American flag, a Bible, and a pistol next to a photo of a Palestinian woman who killed herself and four other people in a 2004 suicide bombing. He wrote, no different. Whoa. Somehow, Christian, you're the equivalent, you're the Christian version of Al-Qaeda? Of to this country. They, and let me tell you something. They have Speaker of the House. They got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more, right? Don't kid yourself. And, and people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed. Yeah, actually, he's made it clear. Bible. What the threat is, and this is a fundamental threat to the United States, it is a fundamental, they don't believe in the Constitution, <laughs> they'll tell you that. Mike Johnson himself says, what is democracy but but two wolves and a lamb having lunch? Well, it's actually a representative republic, that's why he would be critical of it. Nevertheless, we have a growing number of, you can hear James Carville, doesn't sound real warm and fuzzy, does he? Perhaps it's time for us to be really, really mindful. If we're going to be wise as serpents, gentle as doves, you need to know Christian nationalism, for better or for worse, whatever your take is on it, it is going to be used against you. So please be careful how you use it. This is Wretched Radio. I would say the Tomorrow Clubs is a wonderful ministry. Kids are getting saved like crazy, not just in Eastern Europe, but also in Africa. And it's so efficient. I was just with Paul and Cindy Marty, and I asked, and I said, in, in American currency, how much does it cost to have a kid come to a Tomorrow Club four times a month? So every single week, what, what's the, what does it take to make that happen? Ready? A buck. 
$1. That's it. The kid comes, they get treats, they get materials that they learn the Bible, they memorize a buck because it's it's all volunteer driven. All those dear ones, they're volunteers. It's an amazing ministry. And if you have a heart for the lost in Eastern Europe, Africa, and you love supporting ministries that are super efficient and biblically sound, I would point you in the direction of tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, and ask how many children might I be able to support per month? Hey, you know, we usually have a lot of fun around here, but today I've got something seriously good to share. Our year-end sale in full swing, and this is not your run-of-the-mill garden variety sale. This is the big one. First of all, we're offering up to 50% off, practically giving things away. And that's not all, because if you order over $50, we're going to ship it for free. But wait. There's more. Here's the big deal. If you spend $75 or more during the Wretched year-end sale, we're going to throw in a Wretched 40-ounce tumbler. Think Stanley, but of the Wretched variety. And this tumbler is so exclusive, you can't buy it. The only way to get your hands on it is to spend $75 or more during the Wretched year-end sale. It's our way of saying thank you for all the support. And speaking of support, if you are so inclined, every donation now through the end of the year is being matched dollar for dollar. It's the year-end extravaganza here at Wretched. It's easy, it's impactful, and hey, it's a pretty good way to avoid whatever else you were supposed to be doing at the moment. As you know, we like to talk about MediShare here because it's affordable biblical health sharing. And I actually saw an ad from MediShare announcing themselves to missionaries. How smart is that? What a blessing that might be. If you're not familiar with MediShare, it's an alternative to traditional health insurance which means it's alternatively less expensive. The average family saves about $500 per month. It's Christians sharing the health burdens of other Christians. It's a beautiful thing, whether you're a missionary or not. If in that is a need you have, I encourage you, metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a nice person who's going to pray for you and they will tell you what your family can anticipate, and you can ask questions. 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Important dates in Christian history. 1735, the Great Awakening under Jonathan Edwards stirs the American colonies with many conversions and individual returns to heartfelt faith. Because of this awakening, a number of divinity schools were founded, including Princeton, Dartmouth, and Rutgers. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You don't need a crackling fireplace this Christmas to make you feel all warm and fuzzy. This is Wretched Radio. Who needs sitting by a fire with the stockings hung with care? Drink an eggnog if you're one of the seven people who actually drinks eggnog because the world and their attitude toward Christians, woo, it should make us feel all tingly on the inside. Let's go to Canada for a moment. Federal Commission declares Christmas holiday is religious intolerance. That's right. They declared the celebration of Christmas is evidence of Canada's colonialist religious intolerance. That because 
the majority of people who celebrated the holiday said, hey, let's make it a national celebration. And that makes it colonialist. That makes it racist. Oh, Jimmy, what was the thing you said at Harvard uh-huh. that they declared what was racist? I think oh, you did this last week. Yeah, yeah, acne. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I actually took some time to think about this. And um, I came up with nothing. <laughs> I, I mean, what acne? Okay, here's here's all I can imagine. That people of uh, an oppressed people group uh-huh. don't have access to Oxy-10. <laughs> Therefore, acne is racist. Acne is racist. Am I pretty? Did I get it? Something like that. What was the, uh, how do you make that connection? It was something to do with the exposure of your skin. When you have more melanin, yeah, or less melanin, or yeah. something, I don't know. Remember what it said, but it therefore was, pimples are racist. Yeah, that's right. Cool. <laughs> Who knew? You know what? I got okay. So apparently, so so having a zit is a crime now. Is it, that what, uh-huh. I'll tell you what's a what's a pimple crime? That doctor pimple popper. <laughs> that. Oh, the concept I find absolutely stomach-turning. Back to Canada, the federal commission is saying that Christmas, it's actually racist, it's colonialist. In order to move forward towards sustainable change, all Canadians must first acknowledge Canada's history of religious intolerance. Cool. On an anti-racism timeline... The human rights officers have been empowered to suss out the subtle scent of racism, and they've specifically been ordered to prioritize cases relating to race, color, or national or ethnic origin. So somehow they've sussed out. I don't even know what that means. They've sus- they probably did it in a minute. They've sussed out as they red pilled somebody. They sussed out the subtle scent of racism in Christmas. Why? They'd like to get a, get rid of anything Christian. Now, recently we posted a video where I actually came at it from a slightly different perspective. And surprisingly, Jimmy, didn't get clobbered for this YouTube video. I'm kind of shocked. Before you think I'm nuts or a communist or I've deconstructed it, let me just say. I think it was awesome that America and most of the West, they determined December 25 should be a national holiday. I loved that. So don't think I'm a member of the Freedom From Religion Foundation and I'm having dinner with Richard Dawkins. I love America. I love Christmas. But times have changed. And I think it's time that we rethink our attitude about Christmas being a federal holiday. Now, this is going to sound radical, but let me make the case that it's time the church literally takes back Christmas. If you're wondering what that is, you have to do those things on YouTube, apparently. And I don't mean that we should just insist that corporations or government recognize our holiday. I suggest we tell the world, get your hands off of our Christian celebration. Yes, there was a time in the West when Christmas was generally acknowledged by everyone. But there are now four reasons I propose Christians demand all secular entities keep their imprimatur off of our holy day. Number one, the world, needless to say, has adulterated, totally debased the celebration of the birth of God 
into a blasphemous winter solstice festival. The incarnation, the biggest miracle of all time, when the infinite became finite. And our world has turned that celebration into Santa Fest. We've allowed the world to shine their spotlight on a fictional character who is actually the opposite of Jesus Christ. Remember, Santa gives gifts if you deserved it. If you've been good, Jesus offers gifts, even though we don't earn it. We don't deserve it. We're not good or nice. I just saw an NBC commercial for a Christmas celebration fit for a king at Graceland. Hey, I love me some Elvis, but man, that is blasphemous. In fact, the vast majority of rituals that surround the national holiday are anything but Christian. Instead of saying, hey, keep Christ in Christmas, we Christians should be saying, stop using the name of our God for your amusement, your political agenda, and for your financial gain, which brings us to my number two reason we tell the world we want them to back off of our holiday. Retail panders to us for the sake of having a profitable year. Sorry, we shouldn't allow secular corporations to turn our savior into merchandise. If I recall, Jesus isn't very fond of that. Number three, to force someone, corporations, government, grocery store checkout people, that we demand that they say Merry Christmas, that's not Christian. In fact, it's pharisaical. When, when we say Merry Christmas, it's a blessing. The blessing. We're basically saying, may you have a joyous celebration of the birth of the Messiah. Only a Pharisee would make an unbeliever utter such a blessing. I mean, how would you and I feel if we lived in an Islamic country and they forced you to say there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. We'd, we'd hate it. But that's exactly what we are demanding that the world does. I would also ask, why don't we demand retailers say Happy Easter to us? Why is it just Christmas? Is it possible that we've actually used Christmas as a cudgel in the culture war, number four, and I can't believe you're hanging in there for this, when the overwhelming majority of citizens celebrated Christmas, it made perfect sense that the government recognized it by giving everybody a day off to celebrate. But Christianity is not the majority religion anymore. Those four reasons, I, I believe, are sufficient at this time for the Church of Jesus Christ, not of Latter-day Saints, to take on a new attitude about the federal holiday called Christmas. It's our holiday. It has nothing to do with the world or people who are not Christians. Now, you might think that I'm not being very patriotic, but I would argue that I'm simply being a little bit more jealous of how the world speaks about our God and how they use his incarnation. It, it isn't a low view of Christmas. I think this might even be a higher view. The church alone should be celebrating the birth of Jesus, not Starbucks, not Macy's, not Target. Jesus is our God. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is not to be co-opted or branded or written out of his own story and replaced with a jolly fat man who says ho, 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 and frankly, I think is just a little bit creepy. Christians are the only ones 
who actually can celebrate Christmas. The world has no business in our affairs. So here's my proposal. It's time for a divorce. World, you can have jingle bells, eggnog, root cake, Santa, trees, tinsel, lights, Rudolph. You can celebrate family and friends and good food, but you can't have Jesus. We Christians, we're going to keep the theologically rich Christmas hymns and the birth of the Savior who was born to die. And we are the only ones who have the right to offer a Christmas blessing, a.k.a. Merry Christmas. It's long overdue that Christians genuinely reclaim our Christ at Christmas. Discuss. <laughs> and, and you did. Not everybody agreed, but a lot of people actually were feeling the same sentiment. Now, there would be some people who would say this is another sign of the collapse of a nation. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But more than that, this is simply turning the table a little bit and maybe considering a different narrative, that Christmas is about Christ. That means that falls squarely in the church realm. Then it's our holiday. And when it has been so perverted, and it has, I mean, they, they, they advertise Christmas with rainbow ribbons and flags. Really? Really? I say, we have a higher view of Jesus. We, we don't want you blaspheming him. We don't want you turning his story of grace into a story of works. We don't want you turning his story of benevolence into an opportunity for greed. If you disagree, you can just visit that YouTube machine and you can discuss. This is Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, the toy maker Hasbro has announced earlier this week that they will be laying off 1,100 employees as toy sales have slumped despite what should have been a boost during Christmas. This comes after the company had already laid off 800 employees earlier in the year, making the total somewhere around 2,000 layoffs. And that's a bummer. We definitely don't like to hear people losing their jobs, especially in an economy that is not booming despite what the White House wants you to believe. Meanwhile, a San Francisco official made headlines by blaming capitalism for the city's ongoing issues with homelessness and income inequality. While admitting socialist policies have failed to adequately address these problems so far, the official argued that more government intervention is the solution. So lots of government intervention has made the problem worse, but in order to make it better, we need even more government intervention because capitalism, that's the big enemy here. And in education news, a high school student in Seattle recently failed a quiz for stating basic biological facts. And this, my friends, is exactly where this country is headed. When asked if someone who is a biological male can become pregnant after transitioning, the student correctly answered no, but the teacher deemed this response as transphobic and marked it incorrect. The truth is the truth no matter what kind of label you want to put on it. And shifting topics now to that of baby murder. 
You've heard and read the reports about the government funneling billions of taxpayer funds into abortion providers every year. But a new independent analysis reveals the numbers are far greater than anyone probably even imagined. The report has uncovered that nearly $2 billion has flowed to Planned Parenthood and other baby murdering outfits via federal family planning programs in the last year alone. While abortion numbers in this country are down because of the overturning of Roe vs. Wade, the money the government is funneling to outfits that murder babies is more than it's ever been before. Finally, in a story of transformation, like the real type of transformation, a former Muslim-turned-Christian is warning about the lies surrounding Israel. He's cautioning that the revisionist history and anti-Semitic propaganda now circulating on many college campuses in the U.S. resemble the same toxic curriculum he once learned. That includes narratives, he says, that demonize Israel and, and erase Jewish history while also justifying terrorism against innocent civilians. He challenges Christians to confront the rising tide of deception head on and stand united with the Jewish people. And that has been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. The book of Joel describes a series of disasters that serve as God's judgment and a warning that an even more severe day of judgment is coming. When you see the power and fury of creation, do not fear nature, but fear Him who controls nature. But if God's people will turn to Him in repentance, He will be compassionate and rescue them. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. Spanning the globe because we need a thread. And uh, this theme song is the best we can do to knit together a concoction of Christian stories that really don't have one particular arc or narrative. But because we like coherence, well, at least we say that on paper here at Wretched Radio... We've slapped together these global stories, put a theme song behind it, and called it Wide World of Christian Stories. Jimmy, I'm getting pretty good at that. I don't mind I don't mind telling you. I am nailing that post. Let's go to Great Britain, shall we? Ho ho ho. 25% of young Brits open to banning the Bible because it could cause hate speech. That's right. The nation that gave us William Tyndale codifying the English language, <laughs> that gave us J.C. Ryle, John Bunyan, a slew of great theologians. How's about the great martyrs, starting with John Rogers, burned at the stake for proclaiming grace alone, faith alone, and Christ alone, revealed in the Bible alone 25 young 25 percent of young brits say we can ban it here was the question talk about a loaded question unless the offending parts can be edited out books containing what some perceive as hate speech should be banned including if necessary religious texts such as the bible i don't know why they didn't mention the quran i don't know why they didn't think to put that one in their question by the way don't know if you saw that. Jimmy, this is uh, this is really good news. All of the Islamic countries that are surrounding Palestine, uh -huh. they have opened up the borders and they are just letting those Palestinians in. Mm. Wait a second. I think I got that totally backwards. 
<laughs> They're not letting anybody come in. It's funny they use the Bible. Would you like to see it, Ben? 25% of Great Britain youth say that would be a good idea. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion. By the way, actually, I did read something good about freedom of religion that's kind of uncommon these days. You'll recall liberals, they tend to say that you have freedom to worship. There's a DHS secretary, Mayorkas. He put out some rules, some guide. Oh, I got it right here. Homeland Security Guide to help churches protect themselves. How nice. We need to know how to protect ourselves because the number of attacks on churches has been going up pretty steadily. We're already over 100, 137 incidents in 2022 from January through September. That's a lot of attacks. So the DHS have put out some guidelines. By the way, I haven't read them myself, but supposedly there is some helpful information inside of it. You might want to check that out. This is Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The department is committed to protecting every American's right to live, express, and worship their faith freely and in safety. That, that's actually good because that means we can practice our religion, not just worship being protected, our religion. And that means expressing it and living it out without being shut down or thrown in jail or saying something that somebody deems to be hate speech because it hurts my feelings. That's the whole point of freedom of speech. And of course, they do that in order to protect religion and freedom of speech, which is the exact opposite of what they're actually doing. Please note, if you're one of those people who believes that with the exception of inciting violence, uh, call, calling, say, I don't know, like they're doing on the university campuses for death to the Jews, um, that that shouldn't be protected because that could cause somebody to get hurt, physically hurt, feelings getting hurt. That's not protected. You have the right to be kind of dopey. You can say whatever you want as long as, again, it's not causing the, the fire in the movie theater when there's no fire at all because somebody could get hurt. But short of that, you can be really, really dumb and even say mean things. That's why we need freedom of speech, because at some point somebody's going to deem what you have to say to be hurtful and hateful. Just wait. If you're in the 25% of young Brits who would like to see the Bible banned. And as long as we are in Great Britain, atheist group cheer as UK Parliament set to consider Bill severing the Church of England's ties to government. Amen to that, if you don't mind me saying so. This is this has, of course, been the relationship now for centuries that whoever the royalty, the monarch is, that they are also the head of the Church of England. There's a number of people that are saying, um, it's time to put an end to that from the article with the establishment of the Church of England as the official state religion of the United Kingdom. Now, best I can tell, that would be the two realms overlapping in an unbiblical way. It's all I'm saying, because it's pretty obvious. 26 bishops are granted automatic seats in the House of Lords, and British monarchs carry the title Defender of the Faith and sit as the Supreme Governor of the Church. 
So if we were going to do that in America, who would be sitting at the head of the state that would also be the head of the church? Which politician do you think would be best at that task? Yeah, exactly. Disestablishment would remove religious privilege from the heart of our constitutional settlement and be a step toward a more inclusive, diverse, and equal society. That's not my interest. My interest is that the church is the church and the state is the state. Uh, I mean... In Ger- I, th- I think it's, is it true in Scandinavian countries? If you're born in that country, you are Lutheran. Well, that's not Christian. I mean, it used to be that way. I don't know if it still is, but what, what, is, what is that? That there is, you are a part of the church, unless I guess you denounce it simply because you're born in that zip code? That ain't, that ain't so biblical. Hey, let's go back to America. We're playing ping pong here. The spirituality among Americans. Let's see how we're doing, shall we? 83%. This is actually, now it's not an indication that a lot of people are getting born again, but I think that it is positive because it shows that people are indeed open to discussing these things. Until, of course, it gets banned. 83% of U.S. adults believe people have a soul or spirit in addition to their physical body. There's a place to start. Hey, I just read a poll that said 83% of Americans think that we have a spirit or a soul. Do you agree with that? Why? Where do you get that information? What do you think is going to happen to your soul when you die? Ba-boom, ba-bing. You're in a witness encounter. 81% say there's something spiritual beyond the natural world, even if they can't see it. So I heard 81% believe that there's something spiritual beyond the natural world. What do you think it is? And you're in a witness encounter. 74% say there are some things science cannot possibly explain. There's a lot they can't possibly explain because they can't test it, observe it, repeat it. Therefore, emotions, morality, science has nothing to do with it. You know what, Jimmy? I read what might be the single most ridiculous article on the subject of morality, uh-huh. basically saying that morality is immoral. <laughs> Which seems a little bit on the kooky side because you don't say that's actually morals. Uh, Dolly Parton, hold on, I got it for you here. It's in my little old stack. Here you go. No, this is MIT. How did life begin? Yeah, I've got it right here. Moral righteousness can worsen conflict. This is from Scientific American. (laughs) I become acutely aware of how moral motivations and justifications warp our thinking in dangerous ways. It can't be neatly defined, morality. Our moral values extend beyond compassion and fairness and include group-focused concerns of loyalty and obedience. People claim morality to justify injustices like honor killings and the criminalization of homosexuality. And in the case of the current Israel-Palestine conflict, the two sides are weaponizing morality to frame their attacks as being justifiable. Um, Morals are bad because you actually believe something to be good or something to be evil. Somehow morals are bad. I'm not sure, but wouldn't that be immoral? I think it is. That you don't think that morality is always a good thing? And who gets to define this morality? 
there was, I, I just heard a song. Um, who has the right to speak fire from above? Who has the right to say what God thinks? Well, what, what, what was it said? The, Ru- the Russian cosmonaut who was in outer space was, was recorded as saying, I don't see God. The world can't even the world can't even have an attitude about God without God. There, there, there can't be morality without God. And now the world would just as soon get rid of morality so that we can live any way that we think we should be living, which is morality. This is Wretched Radio. I believe in a culture of life. One of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms of all three of my kids. The sonogram or the, the pictures that are taken of babies, still a profoundly helpful tool, which encourages me to encourage you to consider supporting Preborn Ministries. Preborn Ministries and their network clinics, they are giving away free ultrasounds to women, but they do cost something. It's $28 an ultrasound. And just as you heard Governor DeSantis say, his view of life was profoundly changed when he saw the baby in the womb when you see the form and the shape and the fingers and the heartbeat would you please consider supporting preborn it's a great ministry of life it has a high anthropology shares the gospel with women and with the dads preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched hey hey thank you so much for listening to wretched radio today we appreciate you when you tune in and listen every day we appreciate you when you visit our website and purchase our resources and we appreciate you when you reach into your pocket, pull out your hard-earned money and donate to this ministry. That means more to us than you realize. As a matter of fact, it means the world to us, quite literally, because you help us reach people all over the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, it costs way more than pocket land and warm feelings to produce Wretched Radio and TV, Road Trip to Truth, and Transformed. It takes resources, and it takes gospel partners. So for those of you already on board as ongoing monthly gospel partners, thank you. And if you haven't become an ongoing monthly gospel partner, we would love it if you would prayerfully consider doing so. All of the answers to all of the questions we know you have can be found at wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. So you aren't convinced of the importance of training godly men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches internationally? Well then, we'll let Paul Washer convince you. You have to support men who are elder qualified proclaimers of the word. When we support a man coming out of TMAI, we know not only that he is properly trained, but we know that he will still be supervised. Would you please join TMAI, the Master's Academy International, in advancing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through expository preaching in local churches around the globe. It's a magnificent ministry and it's so important. Please consider partnering with TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Thank you for supporting indigenous pastors around the world. Hermeneutics. 
Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is reading verses in context. Words can have multiple meanings, but the intended meaning of a word is understood from its context in the surrounding words, verses, paragraphs and chapters, all understood in the context of the Bible as a whole. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Give and give and give. All I ever do is give. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to give this to you as your Christmas present because you just requested it. (laughs) For you, I fight the bull. Hi, Pat here. I'm happy to inform you that the company Christmas party will take place on December 23rd, starting at noon in the private room at the grill house. There will be a cash bar and plenty of drinks. We'll have a small band playing traditional carols. Feel free to sing along. And don't be surprised if our CEO shows up dressed as Santa Claus. A Christmas tree will be lit at 1 p.m. Exchange of gifts among employees can be done at that time. However, no gift should be over $10 to make the giving of gifts easy for everyone's pockets. This gathering is only for employees. A special announcement will be made by our CEO at that time. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Pat here. In no way was yesterday's memo intended to exclude our Jewish employees. We recognize that Hanukkah is an important holiday, which often coincides with Christmas, though unfortunately not this year. However, from now on, we're calling it our holiday party. The same policy applies to any other employees who are not Christians or those still celebrating Reconciliation Day. There will be no Christmas tree present, no Christmas carol sung. We will have other types of music for your enjoyment. Happy now? Happy holidays to you and your family. Hi, this is Pat again. Regarding the note I received from a member of Alcoholics Anonymous requesting a non-drinking table, you didn't sign your name. I'm happy to accommodate this request, but if I put a sign on the table that reads AA only, you wouldn't be anonymous anymore. How am I supposed to handle this? Forget about the gifts exchange. No gifts exchange are allowed since the union members feel that $10 is too much money and executives believe $10 is a little chintzy. No gifts exchange will be allowed. Hi, this is Pat. What a diverse group we are. I had no idea that December 20th begins the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which forbids eating and drinking during daylight hours. There goes the party. Seriously. We can appreciate how a luncheon at this time of year does not accommodate our Muslim employees' beliefs. Perhaps a grill house can hold off on serving your meal until the end of the party, or else package everything for you to take home in a little foil doggy bag. Will that work? Meanwhile, I've arranged for members of Weight Watchers to sit farthest from the dessert buffet, and pregnant women will get the table closest to the restrooms. Gays are allowed to sit with each other. Lesbians do not have to sit with gay men. Each will have their own table. To the person asking permission to cross-dress, no cross-dressing allowed, though. We will have booster seats for short people. Low-fat food will be available for those on a diet. We cannot control the salt used in the food. We suggest for those people with high blood pressure to taste first. There will be fresh fruits as dessert for diabetics. The restaurant cannot supply no sugar desserts. Sorry, did I miss anything? Hi, Pat here. Vegetarians. (laughs) 
you know, I've had it with you people. We're going to keep this party at the grill house whether you like it or not! She can sit quietly at the table, furthest from the grill of death, as you so quaintly put it, and you'll get your stupid salad bar, including the organic tomatoes. But you know, tomatoes have feelings too. They scream when you slice them. I've heard them scream. I'm, I'm hearing them scream right now. I hope you all have a rotten holiday. Drive drunk and die. Y'all hear me? Got a little dark. Hi, it's Joan Bishop, Acting Human Resources Director. I'm sure I speak for all of us in wishing Pat a speedy recovery, and I'll continue to forward your cards to him. In the meantime, management has decided to cancel our holiday party and give everyone the afternoon of the 23rd off with full pay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. There you have it, Jimmy. Thank you. Now it'll be a Merry Christmas for you because this bit needs to be updated. You you can't ban cross-dressing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We've made so much progress, haven't we? Uh, Hey... Speaking of giving, might I remind you or perhaps let you know if you haven't heard, uh, we have a matching year-end gift campaign here at Wretched. And it is not often that I will talk. Jimmy, you'll talk about it all the time. Yep. But usually we don't during the program. But this is the time of year when giving is super important. So if you can, you're not being affected by this building back better Biden economy, and you have already been giving to your church, would you please consider blessing us as the year draws to a close? It is a matching gift. Now, this is our second year in a row, and as always, God's people are generous, so I would simply inform you that this current opportunity exists. You can do that at wretched.org slash donate, wretched.org slash donate. Jimmy, did I forget anything from the S? Because you're the guy who does this all the time. No, no, I think that's about it. The uh, the the matching gift. We have a year-end sale. You don't want to forget let's, that. Let's, let's not push it, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> I just heard a term that I think is is super that uh, it was, I think, oh, it was okay. We had to have a structural engineer in here. Mm-hmm. It's a little building thing that was going on. And he was talking, we were talking about short attention spans. And oh, he was asking because he, he wasn't familiar with us. Clearly, must have been a pagan. And he said, Do you do the YouTube videos? And we were talking about the short attention spans that people increasingly have. And he said, He was talking to a fellow engineer and he was asked, Hey, are you, are you going to school? To further your education. And he said, no, I'm micro learning. What does that mean? Well, you know, I just kind of watch videos on stuff I'm interested in. Oh, micro learning. That's that's what we're calling it now. Jimmy, I had mm-hmm. also mentioned because I was gleaning through my pile, which, by the way, Jimmy, have, have you tasted the results of Mrs. Friel's efforts over the weekend, the toffee? I have not. Would you... Right? Can you run right now? Go grab it. It's sitting over by the kitchen sink. Don't eat it until you come back. Okay. I want I want you to give us an assessment of Mrs. Friel's toffee. Okay. She lets me glean when we're pouring it into the pan and it's hot and gooey and it is hot. It is like molten lava. And she lets me just 
have a little warm spoonful. It's really good. As I was gleaning through my stack, this is a couple of weeks old now, I'm glad Dolly Parton has the personal trainers and cosmetic surgeons uh, to keep her looking far younger than she actually is. Maybe you saw the Dallas Cowboys stunt where she was wearing a Dallas Cowboys cheerleading outfit. This was for the Thanksgiving halftime performance. She's 77. And everybody was like, wow, look at Dolly. And I thought, yeah, wow, look at that. Now we have to make 77-year-olds feel like they should look like they're 40 or 30. Thanks, Dolly. Thanks for keeping that peer pressure on women going, that everything is about externals and you got to look young and sexy. You got the toffee? I'm back. I ran. Wow. It's all gone. No, it's not. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> all right. Now, just take, now be honest. Take nope. a bite. Okay. We, we made a ton of this. We made like 20 batches of this. And? That's good stuff. Now, you come on. I That's mean, it? I mean, I'm still chewing here, Todd. All right. This is good radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all micro learning it, from you. It tastes like Butterfinger. Oh, come on. What? It is better than Butterfinger. Oh, it's better like than Butterfinger. It's better than Butterfinger, but if I had to give a comparison... That's it's good though. This if is Mrs. Friegel hears that you compared her toffee to Butterfinger. Is this homemade, dude? You seriously, you do not want to say that out. Said, what do you mean? Is it? A, what do you? I was just telling you, it's homemade. <laughs> well, what do you think we did all weekend? This is good stuff. Mm, psychologists keep long wait lists as they struggle to meet demand. We've all heard the statistics. Now they're reporting psychologists. You can turn off your mic now. We're, we're done listening to you chew the toffee, but thank you for that ongoing sound effect, which for those of us who have that, whatever that, what is it called when you get, when you hear certain sounds and it just rankles you? There's a <laughs> good radio time. <laughs> That's the sound right there. You know what I'm doing right now? Judging me. I'm loving you. Oh, okay. By not saying what's on my mind. <laughs> you I'm do doing, that all the time. Doing right now. <laughs> Thought this might be an encouragement, whether it's the holidays or not. People are bummed out. Psychologists can't get to them. And I say, good, because they can't help them. But a biblical counselor can. It, maybe take a cue from these psychologists who are saying, we don't have the time to help everybody. People are looking desperately for help. Maybe your church could become a biblical counseling center. There are a number of them, and they are growing. We need more biblical counselors. People are hurting. Why? Maybe it's because there's a Nudify app, because AI now can undress you, not just famous people, you, so that other people can look at it on the Internet. There'll be some, there'll be some therapy needed for that. Please consider becoming a biblical counselor. You can learn how to do that at biblicalcounseling.com. Jimmy? Yes? How was the talking? Excellent. Thank you. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>